He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Tuesday, it's the Tuesday, last day of February edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, chartered financial analyst Barry Kite, and we have a split decision right now uh, in the markets. I remember going to boxing matches with my uh, father. Uh, He was a boxing fan, and I remember those split decisions, never popular, but that's what we've got in the market today. The Dow says no. The Dow is down 101 points. It's at 32,787. The NASDAQ, on the other hand, says up. It is green. Uh, the NASDAQ is up 38 points to 11,505. And the S&P 500 is kind of splitting the difference between them. The s and is up 5 points to 3,987. Uh, one of the problems we have is the 10-year. The 10-year is back to 3.96. Okay, that's the recent high that we saw on the 10-year. I'm hoping that's the top. I think it's the top. We'll see if it's the top. Uh, but that's hurting some of the uh, higher PE stocks. Seeing a little weakness in the semiconductor sector here today. Crude oil having a good day. It's up a dollar twenty-seven, seventy-six ninety-five. I remain mostly constructive on uh, the oil, uh, the energy stocks, but mostly the energy service stocks, not so much the producers. Tenure goes to 3.97 right now. Welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And I'm here with Barry Kite, our resident chartered financial analyst, certified financial planner. Well, we had a decent day in the market yesterday, although a lot of the wind came out of the sales of it later in the day. But we still closed up. Uh, The NASDAQ yesterday was up, uh, what, 72 points, and the Dow was up 72 points. And, of course, uh, 72 points for the NASDAQ is a lot better than 72 points on the Dow. That was a pretty good gain in the NASDAQ yesterday. And, uh, you know, last week we had a rough week in the market. The the S&P was down about 3%. Uh, Worries about uh, inflation and the Fed having to go higher and further with their rate hikes than expected. We're all weighing on the market. And Friday's newsletter, I said, I think we're pretty oversold right here. I think interest rates have probably peaked here. We'll start to head down, and I think we'll start to get the market back moving in the right direction. Well, at least yesterday that worked out, and today it's working out for the NASDAQ, but not the Dow yet. Okay, Barry, what do we have on today's economic calendar or do I want to look? Yeah, well, we had uh, you know a lot of uh, we had consumer confidence came out uh, today, and it actually uh, fell again in, in February, and, and we can kind of tie that into to Target when we get into that later on in terms of I think they reported today, but in terms of uh, retail, you know, retail inventories actually uh, 
uh, ended up a bit higher than expected, which also means that you know consumers, uh, you know, e- either producers are producing too much or consumers are not purchasing uh, as much. And my guess is, if you look at shelves and things of that nature, it's probably the, the second one because, you know, I think anything they can make, they're making. Uh, but uh, when you look at you know the we, we've, we've kind of joked around the, you know, for turn, the U.S. consumer is really kind of um, you know kind of propped up, you know, the rest of the world for an extended period of time. And, you know, when you start seeing uh, consumer confidence fall a couple of, couple of months in a row, it is a, bit, uh, is a bit concerning from that aspect. Yeah, I think the economy is just fine right now. I don't see any looming recessions out there. I think nothing else matters except the Fed's Goolsby speech. That's Austin Goolsby. He'll be speaking at 2.30 p.m. I need a chart. All, of, I need a pictures of all these people. Up all here. eyes <laughs> on Austin Goolsby. I've seen him several times. You know, he was one of uh, Obama's uh, big uh, advisors on the economy. He's out of Chicago. And there is talk that he'll replace Jerome Powell when Powell's days are up. Uh, but he'll be speaking at 2.30 p.m. That'll be kind of interesting because you're probably going to get some little bit of direction coming from maybe uh, the next Fed chair in waiting, so to speak. And he will speak at 2.30. Okay, now, <clears throat> I always like to look at others' opinions. You know, that's how I form my own opinions. I like to listen to other opinions. I like to listen to other macroeconomists out there and macro strategist on the market and see where that fits uh, with what I'm seeing and to see if uh, maybe I'm wrong and they're wrong. Okay, here's one, Nomura. I usually listen to Nomura. I remember one time <clears throat> a while back, Barry, before you came along, I, I actually debated on uh, CNBC. I uh, had an appearance there, several appearances there. Those are time-consuming. I mean, it's really <laughs> time-consuming, okay? But I debated uh, Steve Forbes, who was a presidential candidate at the time, not over politics, but over the gold standard. And I remember the other guy that was on the panel debating was uh, from Nomura Securities. I can't think of his name, but he's been around for quite some time. Nomura says, it's time to get back into cash. All right. Now, remember, I like to look at others' opinions and and let you hear their opinions and their reasoning behind it. The market is looking price to perfection at present, Nomura said in a note out Monday. Okay, I don't exactly agree with that. If it was price to perfection, it would be fully valued with no upside potential whatsoever. And if you want to know what I think the upside potential is over the next 12 months, based on the numbers that we have today, you can get last week's newsletter. There's a shameless plug. You get two free weeks at GundersonCapital.com. They say fair value is being achieved across assets, according to the Nomura Quant team. And that is being seen in the S&P 500, the emerging markets, the 10-year treasury, the euro, crude oil, etc., The markets have repriced to be more in tune with higher terminal Fed rate expectations. So that's what they're basing their thesis on, is that the Fed will have to go higher. Uh, You know, we heard recently uh, 5.375. Okay, that's the highest number we've heard from the Fed. 
We're currently at 4.75, so that would be 60 basis points more in interest rate hikes before that we reach their terminal rate. Now, that doesn't mean that everything's going to die at that point. It means that they'll be at the top. But they disagree, so anyways, they believe that uh, the market uh, is time to get back into cash. And yesterday there was uh, Gene Munster. I can't remember who he works for. He says his 50% of his portfolio in, is in cash. We're still at about 30 to 40%, somewhere in that range. And, uh, you know, I mean, it becomes a... It really becomes a, a factor of, of, of if you can't find anything to buy. I continue to find pretty good buys in the market. I haven't found any real large caps that would take up more of our uh, cash uh, than uh, some of the smaller buys I've made. But I do have several you know, that I'm tracking on my radar, maybe a half a dozen or so. You saw the cash hoard Buffett. Did you see Buffett's cash hoard? Uh, oh, was it 150 it, billion or something he, like he, that? Yeah, it continues to grow. Of course, they've been you know, selling positions in you know uh, in, in Boyd, for example. So that that's been generating some cash. Um, of course, you know, business wise, they're uh, they're they're in a lot of those uh, you know cash based businesses, um, concrete and, and yeah. rail. And uh, but did you see the European? To me, the European inflation numbers were a bit concerning this morning. You had a Uh-oh. you had France had uh, you know rose to six. I think. Six 6.2% uh, for the year. Uh, you had Spain that had some elevated numbers, I think around uh, 6.1% versus you know 57 expected. So, you know, you, you, you know, really Europe was the part where we kind of expected inflation really to be the stickiest, particularly given their energy situation and the, uh, and the uh, Russian-Ukrainian conflict. But um, that's, uh, you know, pretty uh, kind of... Uh, to me, it's kind of what you would expect, but with uh, their their numbers coming in a bit lighter recently, it gets, I guess. Well, it's a bit I'm of a sure that has something to do with our bond market uh, up to to 3.97 today. European inflation, okay? You know, that's just a lot of factors, a lot of forces in the stock market every day. I put up a chart uh, on Twitter today that kind of puts everything in perspective i say sometimes you've got to step back from the details in the painting and look at the big picture everybody go to at bill gunderson on twitter elon musk twitter and uh look at the 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 chart that i put up on there of the dow and maybe that will put things into perspective for you a little bit Okay, this is Bill Gunnerson and Barry Kite. We'll be right back. Second quarter of today's uh, Best Stocks Now show. And uh, Marcus gone a little further south here. <clears throat> the Dow's down 174. NASDAQ's up 14. Uh, S&P down 6. I'm going to blame European inflation. 
That sounds like as uh, good a reason as any. You always got to blame somebody. <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and maybe they're not all sending... listening right now. I know that we've, no, got, we've got a handful it's... of listeners over there, but they're probably not, at least uh, they're not not as much a follow or viewership over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing the 10-year at 3.96, which is where it went last week. Yep. And that's what causes weakness. I'm seeing the weakness in the uh, in the higher P.E. Uh, lines of merchandise in the stock market here today, which usually they are the ones impacted the most by interest rates. Okay, food inflation. U.S. wheat futures fall to 29-month low ahead of export deal deadline. That was a big factor there for a while when Russia invaded Ukraine because of the bread bound of the world. Yes, amount of grain that comes out of there, but that seems to have died down, and uh, wheat prices are now hitting a 29-month low. If you think about it, I mean, uh, that's a big ingredient in uh, McDonald's hamburgers and Subway sandwiches and Jersey Mike's and uh, all the other breads and whatnot, uh, pasta, etc. So anyways, that's good news for inflation, I suppose. Now, here's another uh, perma bear, you would think. Uh, Nomura says go completely to cash. J.P. Morgan's Kalanovich. Now, when I talk to folks, Barry, you know, when I talk to clients and whatnot, I hear all kinds of things coming from them. And uh, I would say one of the worries right now is uh, geopolitics, uh, especially, you know, this big uh, standoff between the U.S. and uh, China. Right, that's China, certainly. And, of course, always Iran uh, and the Middle East and uh, Israel come up. Uh, Those are other issues. And J.P. Morgan's Kalanovich says the market is getting complacent on geopolitical risk. Well, you know, I agree. I think that we get pounded with it so much, you know, uh, on a daily basis that we've just kind of become numb to it all and immune to even worrying about it uh, because it just seems like it's going on all over the world the broader u.s market is still unattractive to jp i wonder if it will ever be attractive to jp morgan's kalanovich well the, the um, trick is how do you you know and, and we you know we, we did it during uh you know when, when when russia first invaded ukraine where you know we owned some fertilizer names we owned some uh, you know, uh, you agriculture names, right? Yeah, and uh, and and also some uh, obviously some energy names, uh, particularly liquefied natural gas. But uh, you know, it's just you, you think you know, certain things are you can hedge against other events, right? I mean, you know, it's it's pretty difficult to you know hedge against a nuclear fallout. I mean, you you named the iodine company, right? Some other things, you know, that that have popped. Uh, you know, in, the in radiation years. detection company. Yeah, but in those stuff. events, every you know, in those events, yeah, everything we're messed is going up to big be time. right. Yeah, so it's it's and, a tough, you know, it's I, something you have to you, worry about and think about. You can't to... really invest, you know, and hedge for things like that. They're always going to uh, be around. Uh, I would go back and look at the chart I posted today on uh, Twitter or StockTwits, whichever you prefer. I'm just simply at Bill Gunderson, all one word. And you can look at uh, the chart of the Dow that I put up there. I see a lot of people have viewed that thing uh, and are looking at it. 
That's stepping back from the picture. I talk about artists having their eyeball about five inches from the canvas that they're painting, putting in the fine, putting in the highlight. You know, you put in a little highlight in someone's eye, and it makes their eyeball sparkle. It makes it look wet. I trained as an artist for many years under my father, in addition to doing all the mathematical stuff that I did. And, uh, you know, you can make something look shiny by just a little pinpoint of white highlight, an apple, for instance, or an eyeball. You can make it look wet. Your eyeball has liquid in it. Well, you have to step back from that detail once in a while and make sure that overall, look look at the big picture of the market. Now, they're saying that for them, the macro risk, uh, geopolitical risk, comes in the energy markets. Okay, they think that's going to re-escalate in the near future. Well, there's a way to hedge against that. That's by owning some energy stocks. Uh, they say there's risk of a new Russian offensive. Okay, we keep hearing about that, that Russia's going to really clamp down on Ukraine. And, of course, recent tensions between the West and China. They're kind of walking that back about the lab leak in Wuhan, which... Why does the energy department, why are they the ones that reported that it was a lab? I don't understand that. It was yeah, the you, energy department. And you've got to, yeah, it's like you've got, you know, essentially I think they're diving into it as, you know, six different you know, agencies or groups, right? And what, I think, you know, two came up with one conclusion, one came up with another, yeah. and three of them don't have a conclusion. <laughs> so and China that. got really mad, and uh, we backed down from, uh, oh, we haven't decided. Okay, AI. This is a, going to be a, this is going to be the topic of the year. Okay, in 2020, anything having to do with Bitcoin, crypto mining, with, with Bitcoin at 66000 that was the topic of the year. Uh, and you've had uh, other topics of the year. You've had the dot-com bubble. Uh, you've had everything going mobile. Uh, you've had digital uh, being a big topic at one time. I think the big topic of this year is going to be AI, artificial intelligence. And I can tell you that, you know, if a, if a CEO mentions the name and, you know, they're going to use AI or they're rolling out something, it raises your multiple of your stock. That's why they do it. Uh, that's one reason. And the other reason is, you know, obviously they want to use it. So now it's uh, Zuckerberg. He's really talking up uh, what they're going to roll out on Facebook. And I, I would have to say, you know, you can't take Facebook lightly. Uh, when Zuckerberg says that they're going to uh, build a top-level product focused on AI, uh, you got to take that seriously. I think they will be a big player in AI. And, of course, you know, uh, Meta, Meta bottomed out at $88. It looked like, you know, they were sticking a fork in, uh, in uh, Facebook like it was done. And now all of a sudden, from 88 the stock has doubled since o- late October. Now, there's a bias uh, I, I suppose I have a bias against Zuckerberg, which you kind of have to leave your biases at the door in the stock market. Uh, but, you know, I just saw the stock tanking and tanking and tanking, and I thought, you know, he's really lost his way with this whole metaverse uh, direction that he's going. Then all of a sudden the stock bottomed at 88, kind of a sign that the NASDAQ was bottoming, and now it's back to 176. 
the PEs at 20, and they're talking up artificial intelligence, AI, at Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook. A couple others, too, and then we got a bunch of under-the-radar stocks to talk about in the second half of the show. This is Bill Gunnerson and Barry Kite. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. And welcome back here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, the market is a big place. I track uh, a little over 6,000 stocks, ETFs, and mutual funds in my uh, uh, beststocksnowapp.com, beststocksnowapp.com database. And uh, I'm having an important meeting later this afternoon with the uh, remodelers of the app. And uh, it's getting ready. Uh, I mean, the design is done and how it's going to work is all done. And now the underpinnings of it uh, are the next uh, piece, which shouldn't take too long because most of the underpinnings are already there. All the algorithms and, of course, uh, hitting the data and bringing in the data, blah, blah, blah. So... You know, and uh, the way I narrow down the market, I call it the best stocks now app for a reason. It's just like headed out into the ocean, and you want to narrow down the market to uh, your highest probability. doesn't mean you're going to get fish there, but you want to have your highest probability areas to uh, begin with anyways. And uh, there's there's a, there's there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's a lot of ugly. There's a lot more ugly in the market uh, than there is, uh, uh, you know, good. That's just the way it is. You know, it's like the ocean is a desert for the most part, except where you have those living reefs and drop-offs and canyons and things like that. And that's where uh, the fish are. Okay, Snapchat. They're going to roll out a my... AI chatbot for subscribers. That doesn't excite me at all. Snapchat has been a terrible, just a terrible investment. Uh, I think uh, Meta and Facebook, much bigger possibility there. Okay, now they're talking up NVIDIA. They must be reading my newsletter because I talked about, and we talked about yesterday, you are talking about the size of the, the semiconductor they've made. Uh, to run all these algorithms. Uh, I mean, I, I just can't imagine all of the what-ifs and the language behind uh, artificial intelligence. But uh, I see an article here today. Uh, AI is at an inflection point, which I said, that's what the CEO said of NVIDIA uh, the other day. Bernstein analyst Stacy Raskin said in a research report that the potential chat GPT opportunity is wide open for NVIDIA. 
Well, welcome to the club. I've been saying that uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, since the really since ChatGPT uh, was rolled out. Okay, uh, this uh, I have my eye on uh, Lithium of America, Lithium LAC, because they got the go-ahead for a massive mine, which is really hard to believe that in today's world with environmentalists and everything, that they got the okay, but now I see the environmentalists have stepped in asking for an emergency injunction to stop this mine uh, in Nevada near the Oregon State line. So we'll continue to watch that saga. Michigan uh, is, uh, you know, the the Keystone Pipeline just will not go away, the the debate. Uh, They got a, a ruling in favor. Enbridge is the company involved there, the Canadian company. And now Michigan wants it back in the state. Because if it goes to the federal courts, federal judge, they might overrule Michigan's ruling. Michigan does not want the uh, the, the Keystone Pipeline. They're good the governor there. Target is a pretty decent stock, pretty good report today. Not a best stock now, but uh, there's your sign of the uh, the the consumer hanging in there. Uh, and doing pretty well. Uh, Target is pretty much a go-to place for a big part of America, Walmart and Target. Walmart had their biggest quarter ever. Okay, AutoZone. You know, that's been one that has been under the radar for many years. It's been one of the most fantastic stocks of all time, and they reported earnings today. You can look up the long-term record on the app. You know, that's a big part. For me... Valuation is critical. Okay, that the first section, if you look at an individual stock on the Best Stocks Now app, the first section is all about valuation. And uh, from my analyst days early on in my career, you know, I chose to do five-year valuations, which go coincides. We do five-year growth rates, so why shouldn't you do a five-year valuation? And it helps you keep things in perspective. And, of course, I like 80% or more upside potential. That's the beginning point. It's a beginning point. And then the second point is the momentum and the relative strength versus the other stocks, the competitors in the market. And I like to pair uh, valuation with relative strength and, uh, and then look at, uh, long-term charts or, or one-year charts of the stocks to see where they're at. But I can tell you that AutoZone over the years has been one of the best stocks of all time. And, you know, look, Barry, look, you drive down Highway 17, you drive by an AutoZone. You don't get too excited. With artificial intelligence uh, and uh, all these other social media uh, high-speed chips, and you drive by an auto zone and some guy's changing his oil right there in the parking lot, you know, you don't get too excited about <laughs> auto zone. You be careful not to run over those guys because their feet are hanging out and you don't want to park too close if they're changing their oil. But anyways, AZO has been one of the great stocks of all time. And it and okay. they, you know, they also I mean the other thing is you think of you know, think of places like you know, like Cuba, right? That has essentially, you know, had to had to, you know, run their um, you know, old uh, old 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 gas guzzling cars right for years and i mean it's gonna be interesting in this transition from you know say from you know gas powered cars to electric uh, how that you know transition will end up uh, taking place i mean you know maybe you know, 
you could see where you know some manufacturers may quit making parts, right? Which um, you know creates even potentially more demand, right? For um, you know well, places like AutoZone and O'Reilly. I see a phenomenon parts. coming here where people are going to try to keep their gas engine cars going. Uh, when you know push comes to shove and they want to try to shove them into an electric vehicle, it just seems to me we'll be in the same uh, kind of like Cuba uh, no, trying to keep exactly. older cars. So yeah. I still think AutoZone is a, is a good long term. Okay, one that I personally own just a little bit in. Uh, I know somebody in the industry and in the business, and I kind of watch it. Builders First Source, BLDR, had a really good earnings report today. You can look it up in the app. You can look at its valuation. You can look at its relative strength. And when I combine those two together, I mean, that's where the algorithms come in to generate an overall ranking and a grade, buy, sell, hold. And uh, Builder, BLDR, has been a very highly rated stock for quite some time, and it still has significant upside potential. On a scale of 1 to 99, the relative strength is currently 93. And here's another one. Okay, what did they do? Artificial intelligence, chatbot, structural and related products for the residential new construction in the U.S. (laughs) Okay, really exciting. And for whatever reason, the home builders have actually held up pretty good. I didn't think they would with rising interest rates and the and the 30-year mortgage uh, going to what it was. But there continues to be plenty of demand for new homes. Maybe the prices have gone down. Uh, but anyways, BLDR is another pretty good under the radar. Okay, another one. Oniok. Or Oneok, I think they call it Oneok, O-N-E-O-K. They're engaged in gas and natural gas uh, gathering and processing in the Rocky Mountains. And, uh, you know, it's just one that it's not very exciting, but it just moves along. Uh, and the dividend, you, O-K-E is the symbol, okie doke, O-K-E. It pays a 5.6% dividend yield. <clears throat> so that would be, you know, it's mostly an income stock, I would say. But having said that, you know, over the last uh, five years, they've grown their earnings by 11% per year. So you can kind of add together uh, the dividend uh, and uh, the growth. And uh, you can look at a long-term chart of Wanock, which is headquartered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm guessing that's what the OK is for. I'm not sure about the one part of it, though. Yes, Wanock. And uh, that's been a pretty good under-the-radar stock over the years. I'm going to give you two more because I'm feeling really generous Founded in Fun fact, founded in 1906, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's been around a long time. (laughs) Now, the other one is Sterling Infrastructure, S-T-R. Another exciting one, building construction, transportation solutions, and related services. Hitting a new all-time high today. I just updated my valuation on STRL. STRL, a good uh, microcap stock. And when we come back, I'll give you one more, just because it's Taco Tuesday. And then we'll see what's moving in the market here today. This is Bill Gunderson and Barry Kite. We'll be right back.
Final segment of today's the Best Stocks Now show, where it seems that uh, a little bit of uh, fear uh, of inflation with the inflation numbers over in Europe, sending our uh, 10-year uh, three basis, four basis points higher, uh, and that always has a little impact on the uh, higher PE stocks. That seems to be what's in play today. Uh, but uh, I see some pretty good stuff underneath the surface. We just rattled off a bunch of them. One more that I didn't get to. I'm surprised at how well, <clears throat> like I say, the housing market, the home builders have held up. And in fact, I mean, if you look at the home builder ETF, which is XHB, uh, the home builder ETF is one of the strongest sectors in the entire market. You know, that's another thing with the app. It ranks the sectors. I use uh, proxies. I use ETFs that are proxies for a sector, like XHB is a proxy for the home builder sector. So it has uh, its entry in the app. It's in there, that ETF. But I also break it out uh, in the sectors. And so I can do a screen, and it's already there in the app. You can look at the sectors ranked 1 through 66 uh, in uh, in the app. And the home builders, I would say, I'm just thinking they're definitely in the top five right now. And uh, one in particular that's having a good day here today, they reported earnings. Uh, last I heard, Dallas was a pretty hot market. <laughs> yeah, still. A lot of people moving to Texas. And uh, the other market uh, they're in uh, is in uh, Atlanta, Green Brick Partners. Now, these aren't recommendations. I'm just giving you examples of stocks that meet my criteria of valuation number one and momentum number two. And the stock charts, uh, you know, the visual picture of the stock number three. And coming off of a good, good, you know, good industry-wide uh, report yesterday where pending home sales were yeah. up 8.1%. Uh, and I don't know who the – we didn't put a forecast in for this, but uh, the forecast was 0.9%. So <laughs> we're way <laughs> off. Way off. <laughs> yeah. And then the company comes in. Not only does it have good macro news behind its back, wind behind its back, but it has good uh, uh, earnings news. The stock is ranked number 28 right now out of uh, 6,014, I think I'm at, number 28. It's a smaller stock, GRBK. Uh, it's a uh, 1.5 billion, 1.5 billion. Okay. By contrast, you know we talked about Meta. Meta is 453 billion. This is 1.5 billion, but it's a home builder that uh, is mostly involved in the uh, Dallas and Atlanta markets. Okay, now, as I look at the market today, one sector that's been surprisingly weak in 2023 is the uh, health care sector, the drug stocks, especially Merck in the Dow down 2.1% today, Pfizer's down one3 
you know, without that uh, vaccine and uh, all the people getting sick and everything, without wind at their back, they're kind of struggling here. I know uh, Moderna, I think, reported earnings or recently weren't very good at all. And so the the stocks dragging down the Dow today are Merck, Pfizer, United Healthcare, and Johnson and Johnson, all healthcare stocks. And the other one is Goldman Sachs. <clears throat> and I was reading about Goldman Sachs, how the CEO, a little bit, uh, you know, he's in the hot seat right now. He thought there would be a big demand for for you know the commercial to go to the, you know the residential retail retail investors, and it didn't pan out well for Goldman Sachs. You know, their thing is more uh, uh, investment banking with big companies and whatnot. Goldman Sachs is also pulling down the Dow. Then I look at the S&P 500, Norwegian Cruise Lines. Now, I've warned about these cruise lines. All the money they had to borrow, all the shares they had to... I think they had a printing press down on the first floor of these cruise ships, printing up stock certificates. Yeah, they, they were, selling, selling, they were more. selling off ships. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I don't see how they'll ever be profitable again. Didn't they now, sell one to like a... I thought they sold one to a... a similar to a... I thought it was a Saudi billionaire. business person or something. Yeah, yeah someone, in, some, someone in the Middle East. I just remember they just sold off a I ship. I can't imagine coming up the Wando River with my own cruise ship and parking it in front of the house there i just have a little fishing boat okay now let's see this the spy in the s p 500 the good ones applied materials that's a good chip maker uh they apparently have a new device that's going to make it cheaper to make chips that's always good chipper chips are always a good thing meta is a big winner in the s p again today so all you got to do is mention artificial intelligence. Uh, and, uh, you know, another one that's not a bad stock, Advanced Auto Parts, which is the big uh, competitor to uh, AutoZone's the king, though. Advanced Auto Parts is, is a distant third or fourth. And then the other one that's behaving quite well and we own in our emerging uh, growth is Nucor. Uh, steel stocks have been real strong here. Uh, recently, N-U-E. Okay, well, you know what? We gave people a lot to chew on. They might want to listen to this show again. I put them on, up on the podcast sites every day. Uh, and you can go to my website, GundersonCapital.com, to uh, listen to the show. Commercial free. I think there's one commercial in there. And uh, if you'd like to set up an appointment with us and, uh, you know, put us to work on the prowl for you to fill up your portfolios, you can reach us at 855-611-BEST, 855-611-BEST. Or uh, you can uh, get two free weeks of the newsletter that goes out to our clients and our subscribers every week. I put a lot of work, about 10 hours. I figure it's about a 10-hour project. It's my own internal research that I do every week, so I know where the markets are at. And uh, I share that with my clients and with my subscribers so that I can help them navigate through uh, the markets. And uh, I offer out two free weeks uh, as a trial. Uh, No obligation. You can just look at it, learn from it, whatever. Line the birdcage with it. One guy said he lined his birdcage with it. You go to GundersonCapital.com to get two free weeks uh, or give us a call to set up an appointment with us. Uh, you can talk to uh, to one of us, 855-611-BEST. That's 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.